Hello everyone, welcome to the Mike and Jero Sport Podcast Show. It's only Mike here today. Um, wanted to drop some some reactions to some of the news that has been happening, at least to Chelsea, as you all know. Um, I'm a Chelsea fan and Gerald is a Man U fan, so he gets no opinion on this until our next episode. I wanted to kind of drop here to talk about some of the things, um, latest developments that has been happening to um, Chelsea and just kind of give you a reaction from a fan perspective. Um, one thing that I have here to start off was just um, wanted to talk about the sacking of Graham Porter from Chelsea as the head coach. Uh, I think right now we have his assistant, um, Bruno something. I can't remember the last name. Um, serving as the first team, interim first team coach while they figure out a new um, coach to kind of take over Potter's position. I am glad. As a Chelsea fan, I can finally breathe because I don't know. I don't know what we saw or what Bully saw in Potter. Um, Potter, I, my sense about his tenor during uh, his time as a Chelsea coach, it, the, the role just felt bigger than he was. Um, the role was bigger than than he was able to handle. I call it that. I'll put it in that light. Chelsea is a very big club with big, big expectations. Um, and there's for as a Chelsea fans, like there are very little things that we hold very dear. Um, I think I began to sense like his downfall or the disconnect um, was when he lost the fans. And that came really after that Chelsea versus Tottenham game because the lineup he had was, there were a lot of questions. And as a Chelsea coach, when your lineups are being questioned and you have no results to back it up, it's very easy for the fans to turn against you. Um, And my question was just, why did it take this long? And I kind of, I know the answer to it. Uh, it's part of, because uh, I think listening to other like podcasts and sport commentaries, I feel I kind of agree with whatever what you said in regards to why it took this long. It was just because um, our ownership, uh, Todd Bowley and um, the other, um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but Todd Bowley and his partner in crime, they just didn't want to admit defeat that they had made the wrong decision for the club. And they're still making the wrong decision, but I guess this is kind of what you get when you when you have ownerships who have not never owned a, a club, a soccer club, or football club, I call it. They've never owned a football club, so they don't have that experience, so... They're kind of making the mistakes and learning, but those mistakes are costly for us as uh, Chelsea fans and Chelsea Football Club. Um, I know they went on a spending spree. Um, I kind of felt that they should have done that during the summer period, but they didn't have the right infrastructure um, to support Tuchu, so they couldn't even help him get the targets that he wanted or help him ensure that he has enough resources to be able to start the season. So they start off Tuchu or Thomas Tuchu off on the wrong foot. Um, and that kind of cascaded all the way to Graham Porter, even after he came in to replace Tuchu. And he just, he never, he never found a way 
to 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 take advantage of the situation in the sense of like th this is where you really show your work and for Chelsea fans like I heard a lot of Chelsea fans saying uh, trust in the process we're not Chelsea is not a process team it's not a process team and even if we do if we do if we do have a process the process must be showing something promising we're not a crystal palace we're not a Aston Villa that we will be content with being mid-table um ah oh man I miss Abramovich as, as a Chelsea fan ah oh god Potter will have been gone since the third game in fact I don't even think Potter will be as a head coach of Chelsea if Abramovich was still here but no there's no point crying over spilled milk um I think my reactions are I'm just I'm relieved at least that the the club is forward looking and trying to find somebody with more experience, somebody that has a vision. Because I never saw the vision of Porter's uh, football style. Like, and I, I, I never understood his football style. Like, I never understood his tactics when I'm watching a game. I felt lost. He constantly was playing people out of positions, even when he had, uh, when he had the players that can play the right positions on the bench. Like, for example, I don't understand. Badia Shaw has been one of the most, the best, probably after Joff, uh, Joff actually, after Enzo and Joff Felix, um, Badia Shaw has been one of the brightest sparks uh, in that defensive role. He kind of showed us that we don't need to rely on a Cucurella. He can hold his own as long as he has somebody capable um, staying beside him, somebody who's experienced enough that can um, that can really hold down the fort when it comes to a defensive task. So Porto is making a lot of questionable decisions. That Aston Villa game, my God! As soon as I saw the lineup, I just knew I knew we were gonna lose. Um, and as a sucker that I am, I decided to watch the game. Uh, I even had a dental appointment. I was watching the game. In the dentist's office, luckily they let me go early, so I was like, "Oh, I can get home uh, on a Saturday to enjoy the match." And I just shut it off at like seventy minutes when it was we're already two zero down. <sighs> Man, we we are actually a banter club, Chelsea. <laughs> at this point, it's sad. It's really sad, uh, and it's, it sucks to admit it. Uh, because we're just we're used to so much much better like we've been bad like we've had poor seasons or below poor expectations and we still we still managed to get something out of the season but this season oh my that i can't the only positive that i can take is if conte uh ingolo conte uh stays if we can keep mason mount uh keep those two guys and Maybe that's our trophy. <laughs> if you can keep Conte and Mount, that that's our trophy at this point. Cause I, can somebody please tell me? I don't understand. Cause even me as I don't understand. What is the decision of not playing an actual out and out number nine? And we got two of them. We have a Bamiyan. We have Fofana, Dutra Fofana. Uh, and you can't tell me that you they're both crap. Cause no, I, I'm not taking that as as an answer because. One of them, or both of them, I can guarantee are better than Avert in front of goal. 
And I'll get to the Chelsea versus Liverpool game that happened today, um, Tuesday. I'm recording this Tuesday night. Hopefully, might post it out tomorrow. But you can't tell me, you can't tell me as a coach that you're watching training and you're telling me that Havertz, Kai Havertz, is the best choice that we have going forward. It's impossible. So I, 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 I wish him the best of luck. Um, I really, I really, in my mind, I, I thought that he might actually, he might actually revolution, uh, like actually bring a new culture into Chelsea. Um, I thought he, he would, I thought he would stand out when, even when I first heard about it, the appointment, I, I was like, who? But I was, I kept an open mind and that open mind closed very fast. Like after probably the, the Tottenham game is where he lost me. And even when I speak to all the fellow Chelsea fans, they're like, Man, we should have, we should fight this guy. I'm like, well, give him time. He has a, he had a lot of obstacles. He didn't have a preseason. He had players that were injured, and all that, all the excuses I could look for. Right? I was like, maybe it's just bad luck. But after a couple of runs, the Everton game, the substitution after the Everton game, like when we're two one up, questionable. The like I said, I already mentioned the Tottenham one. The Villa one, questionable. Like, what what were you thinking? Like, what was your mindset going into that? Like, we thought that okay, because he he had a poor run when we lost to Southampton. We lost to um, we drew against. Uh, we we had a narrow lead, uh, narrow win against uh, Leeds. After the Leeds game, at, at, which is I think when he started playing the three in the back. When he and I'm talking about Grant Porter, yeah. When he started playing three at the back and he we won Leeds, Dortmund, I was like, okay, you found something that would take you found a style, a football style that would take you all the way to the end of the season. And all you need to do is just play the right players in the right position. That's all you had to do. It was that simple. It was that simple. Play the players in the right position. What is Chalaba doing on the bench and you're putting Rich James as a center back? Because you saw uh, Rich James play as a center back when Tuchu was there and you thought, okay, you're just going to copy and paste? Like, really? Oh, man. I was so pissed. I, man, I couldn't contain. I, you took, you took our, one of our most creative players when we talk about in-swinging or people crossing from the wing and you stick him in a center back position. You something, something, there's something. I don't know. I, you, you, somebody fed you the wrong information. Like, I, I was like, there's gotta be a mistake. When I saw the lineup, I think there's gotta be a mistake. Somebody got injured last minute because it didn't make sense. Because now, for final played, I see for final played, this what happened? Chalobo was on the bench, you had Badisha on the bench, you play Cocorella ahead of Badisha. You, you're smoking something, bro. You're smoking something. I'm. I'm definitely sure he's smoking something. But anyway, he's out. Um, he's moved on. He's got his compensation. I think it says he's getting about what 13 million instead of the 60 million. And hey, that I'm not the one paying that money, so I, I, I have no reactions to that. But looking at the news article, like social media, reading the news, um, I'm hearing that we're gonna have we're forking out basically almost 50. 50 million uh, pounds or you I don't know if pounds or euros um, and we still don't have a man so fantastic just fantastic
uh, at this point, Todd Bully, do not do anything, please. Just let the people that you put in charge, directors of football, the technical recruiters, let them have a more. Let them be the ones to give you candidates. Don't 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 go off. Let me go back to that Porter situation again one more time. This man was pissing me off. Like some of the some of the the comments, the after match like comments like were just like nauseating. Like XGs, we lost the game, and you're talking about XGs, or we had more XGs. Who cares? Why on the table do you say XG? Is something wrong with you? And this man is just making me vex. Like, I'm just glad. Like, good riddance, man. Good riddance. And, and every time you come, he's like, oh, the boys give their best. Do, did you give your own best? Did, did you give your own best? Because what we saw out there looked like you, you went to go and ask Chad. Even Chad GPT will give you a better formation. If you ask Chad GPT, what's the lineup for Chelsea? It will give you a better formation than what you put out there. Get me mad and upset, man. Anyway, I'm just glad it's gone. Like, that if I'm I'm mad at the ownership because Sunday I was expecting before I went to church I was expecting a news from Fabrizio, Fabrizio Romano. I was expecting that tweet that says eh, eh, discussion internal discussion sacked before I went to church. I had to wait until after church, refreshing my Twitter page, hoping and praying that I just see something. And was it about was it about one thirty Eastern or so? I just saw the club statement. Somebody, I was like, "Thank God!" Like I was literally on my knees. I was like, "Thank God!" Like I'm done. I'm done. <sighs> All right, let me move on. I've, I think I've, I've ranted enough. You, you've heard enough of me with that now. At least that, that that's how I feel. I'm I'm glad it's gone. He he left no imprint. I I don't see any imprint. He left no imprint. No style. No culture, he just he just passed through, and I I, I understand that he was dealt um, a bad hand when you talk about like what he had to work with, but as a coach, like this this is expected. This is expected. Like you you don't take the the position of a head coach of a team and ex- always expect everything to be perfectly laid out for you like a good example pep guardiola when he came and took over city he didn't have the whole squad he wanted it took him time to build what he wanted but you could see even with the pellegrini team or mancini team is i think it's pellegrini right i don't know mancini or pellegrini one of them whichever one comes from actually it's mancini yeah Actually, Pellegrini. I'm not sure. Anybody who knows this, I'm, I'm not talking about the order of the coach, uh, of the Man City coaches. I, I can Google it or somebody will correct me. But whichever one, Pep, uh, Pellegrini or Mancini, before, when it, when Pep took over the, t- like the teams that they had, it took a while for him to phase out certain players. But he never had like a perfect hand that was dealt to him. Like he had less people playing with. He, Pep was playing, uh, what's the name of this guy? Delph, Fabian Delph, as a left back. Fabian Delph has never played a left back position in his life. But coach's instruction, positioning, understanding what to do as a, when you move with the rest of the defensive unit, instructions from the coach, 
made Fabian Delf look like a left back that nobody had ever seen coming. We're asking ourselves, is this the same Fabian Delf, like the same Fabian Delf that's supposed to play in the middle of the park, playing left back? And he played the left back position where I can remember that there's some games that you just stand out for him. And he's playing a position he's never played before. So, as a coach, I, I say all that to say, as a coach, you're always going to be dealt. You're never going to be de dealt a perfect, like, everything stacks up nicely. All the players are there. There are no injuries. You have the right squad. They're all your players. Like, you're never going to have that. But it is you that you have to take authority and really take authority in the sense of, you, you you come into a club, you make your your plans known. This is what I want. This is what I expect from the team. This is how I'm going to play. This is my style of play. If you don't like it, you're hitting the bench. It's that simple. If you don't like it, hit the bench. It's no problem. You get paid. I'm not saying you're not going to get paid, but you're not going to stop on my squad if you're not playing my philosophy. I never saw that philosophy with Grand Porter. And I'm just glad. Ah, man. What a relief. Anyway, let's move on to the next talking point that I have. Next talking point that I have is uh, Toto, who's going to replace him. There's been a lot of, like, um, candidates um, that that has been brought up at their social media. Fabrizio has reported some candidates, like Naguzman, um uh, uh the coach from Bayern, the, the ex-coach of Bayern, is a very, very strong candidate that has been looked at. Uh, Luis Enrique is also somebody that has been looked at. We're also looking at uh, Pochettino, who's a uh, former manager of PSG and Spurs, also being looked at as strong candidates. Um, and I honestly, right now, uh, my pick... I actually just want, I actually want to lose Enrique, if I'm being honest, because Neguzman is going to cost money, on, unless, if bully them, they have unlimited funds that they want to keep spending, because apparently, I don't even know how this works, I got to do some research on it, but how is Neguzman, how, how is it that for you, for any club to get Neguzman, you got to pay Bayern, I thought they fired him. Did they, just, did they just keep him on a retainer and he's still getting paid uh, as a coach? Somebody please tell me. Uh, I'd like to know more about that. If somebody got a perfect explanation, please let me know. Uh, but yeah, it's, that was very interesting. I was just like, I keep reading. I was like, oh, they're like, oh, Bayern's got to pay. Um, uh, Chelsea's got to have conversations um, about... Uh, with. Um, Chelsea has to have conversations about Neguzman with Bayern so we can talk about like monetary, like how, how much is it going to, I'm like, but I thought they fired him. So did they not fire him? Did they demote him? Like, is it like, if, if Thomas Sitchell got sick, like, can, can they still recall like Neguzman? I'm, I'm curious about that, but I just don't know how it works over there uh, in regards to the Bundesliga and how they manage coach um coach transitioning but it was just it was weird that i saw that but that was interesting i think honestly right now actually i can't really say enrique i think I, honestly i want somebody who's tried and tested who's done it before who knows the league um portal knew the league so how far did that get us 
I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't know. I don't tire as a Chelsea fan. My body weak. <laughs> Anybody who knows how to interpret that. I just, I don't tire. Uh, but I, I think right now, I'll probably say, I'll say No Guzman. No Guzman is probably my best, like, the best person. I, even even though it costs money, No Guzman is probably the best person. Because the reason why I say No Guzman is because the caliber of players that we have are kind of fit into the style that he, of the teams that he's worked with. So, for example, we have Nkuku, uh, Christian Nkuku coming over from um, Leipzig. He's signed a pre-contract. So, he's going to come. For the love of God, um, I'm gonna let me. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna go on a tangent a little bit. On popular opinion, Joao Felix should not come back. Just go back to your Atletico Madrid. That guy is a flash in the pan. All this, all this prospect, prospect. He's, he's not going to get done. He never done. They still need to cook him more. So I don't know what club he need to go and play for, but he is. He does a lot of. Creating space, knows how to, knows where to get into dangerous positions for, to, to, um, to, um, to in an offensive position, but he cannot finish. We're not, we're not paying whatever amount uh, Atletico Madrid is going to quote for us for somebody that can't finish. Like at this point, just go back. We thank you for your time here. It was fun. Just go back to Atletico. I don't see a point. I don't see the reason for keeping him, to be honest. Um, he, he just got to go. So, uh, let me come back. Uh, who should we go with? Um, I think Neguzman. I think Neguzman is probably... Um, if... Neguzman, if the the bully and um, the rest of the ownerships are willing to spend whatever money uh, buying is going to call for them. If not, I will say my second choice is probably Enrique. Um, Luis Enrique. Um, he plays very attacking football. Um, he's uh, is the Spanish team didn't do him justice during the World Cup, but I'm gonna believe that with him, he can he can bring the best out of some of the players that we have. Like I'm talking about Enzo. Imagine him having a Kante that is fully fit. Um, Mason Mount. He can really transform Mason Mount. Um, he can take Modric. Like Modric as a winger, he can really. Um, really change um, uh, and give him the confidence that, that he needs. Um, from a forward position, he's got uh, Fofana. Um, Avat's got to go. Avat's got to go. I, I, I think probably I'm going to add this to our next agenda. We're going to do keep buy, no, keep sell or bench. We're going to do a keep sell or bench on the Chelsea squad in entirety. So I'll, I'll add that to our next agenda. But Avat's got to go. My God, I'll talk about how how that guy infuriates me in the Chelsea versus um, Liverpool game. But right now, I'm I'm going I'm leaning very Nuguzman. But if if we can't get him, or if the 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 money that uh, buying is asking for is too much, then we'll, I'll probably just go with Enrique. So Enrique is my second choice. Nuguzman is my first choice because I Nuguzman is young. Um, he's he's done it in the big stage. In Bayern, he beat PSG. Um, he's all he got them all the way to the uh, semifinals, even though he lost um, the last time against Villarreal. But I'm pretty sure he must have learned a lot of lessons along the way. 
Um, and I have a lot of confidence in him because I feel like he can really take the young crop of players that we have and really transform them into what we need them to be. So, the Guzman first choice and my second choice is Luz Enrique. So, I'm excited for that. I'm, just, I'm hoping that they will announce that hopefully before the end of the week um, so that we can at least have a prospect of um, which coach is going to be taking us into the Chelsea versus Madrid game and make sure that we, we have the right people and the right um, staff members ready for, uh, ready for that for that uh, um, for that matchup. All right, that's my thought on who I think should replace him. Let me move on to um, my reactions of Chelsea versus Liverpool game. My God, have, have there been any two just absolutely opposite? Like when you talk about last season and this season, like when you talk about just absolute, like just opposites of everything. Chelsea were not, they weren't flying either, but... They had a they had a pretty decent like last season, they had they had a good run made it to two far, made it to the semifinals only lost to Madrid on away goals, um, made it to the Carabao Cup final the FA Cup final like two finals that that's really something to go. They actually even won the I think the Super Cup or is it the Super or the Club World Cup Club World Cup they won that was that last year or the year before I don't know, but they they had a decent run. In regards to, they came close, but they didn't achieve all that they need to achieve. So, this season was supposed to be that, like, revamp, get the right resources, and then really make the run for either a title run or champ. But, God, these two teams were abysmal. Like, it was comical watching the game. Because I was watching it, and it was just, I was just like, first of all, Liverpool, I, I don't know what happened to Klopp uh, and why he decided to start. I put that starting lineup. Um, I hear a lot of comments about him preparing for the Arsenal game. Can somebody tell him that if the maximum you're going to get from that <laughs> from that match is three points? Um, but one thought that I've been hearing is that uh, he might he might have put out the the lineup that he had because of the the because of the matchup that we that he has with Arsenal. Um, on Saturday, is it Saturday or Sunday? One of those days. But because of the match matchup he has with them, and given the fact that um, Madrid um, really schooled them when the last time they played in um, the last time they played at home um, in Hanfield, Madrid schooled them, and I think Klopp is trying to avoid um, like a back-to-back schooling or scolding, if you call it that. Um, so I. That's the theory of why he put up the lineup that he had. There are also other theories about, well, um, there's some people who are very poor from the Man City game, and he's trying to sort of lay down the law of nobody's immune to get dropped. Van Dijk was sick. That's what I'm hearing. Um, but it, it, the the lineup already for Liverpool already kind of showed what their intent was. They never had, they never had the intention of... Um, of actually going for it, I feel like they, the draw was the best that they they felt they could get from that game. And my God, Chelsea really gave them the draw that they wanted. Cause finishing, if I, I will be surprised if these people finish their food when they serve their food because they can't seem to finish anything. They can't finish food. Um, 
they forgot how to they forgot their shooting boots maybe they didn't have the right boots maybe the grass was too high <laughs> let me go into clubs like theories of why, why liverpool lost the game maybe the, the pitch was too dry i bet the pitch was too dry that's why they, they were skying the ball because i don't understand um kovacic with two beautiful chances should have buried it uh can't finish um i'm in fact at first i was i was really there, there were reports about oh, man city wants kovacic and yeah he has one more year left on his contract and all that jazz and in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe Kovacic is one of those midfielders that we keep. At this point, no, you gotta go. So, how much? How much do you want Man City? Or is it uh, Man U that wants? How much? We give him to you. We're gonna get another one. Thank you. Um, a huge terror. He couldn't finish. He couldn't finish. Even if they put a whole talk in front of him, he will not finish it. I guarantee that. And he will stab him. He will not finish it. That that's how bad Kovacic was, and uh, the Jagaban or the Ogagun of all of them. Ogagun is uh, for non my non Yoruba speaking people. That's the Ogad the top, the headmaster, the head chef, the head chef of not finishing is uh, is what the, the person they call Kayavat. And this guy, <sighs> let me take a breather. This guy infuriates me. Every time I see him in the lineup, it just he used to my tummy just used to turn. And I don't know what is free. Maybe he has secrets on uh, Graham Potter, Thomas Tuchel. Cause and I don't understand why these people continually start starting. It don't make any sense to me. And they always put him in a forward position. And the excuse that I normally hear from most Chelsea fans is like, Oh, Kai Havertz helps with, uh, with hold-up play. He helps with uh, creativity. He helps with, uh, with pressure. How many assists does Havertz has? Please tell me, creativity-wise. How many assists does he have? Eh? How many goals does he have this season? If, except for penalties. Absolutely abysmal. Man, oh God, this guy forgot how to finish. In, in, in fact, I'm going to hold my peace. We're not letting it in. Grand Potter has been sacked, so I can't get... I've, I've ruled out Chelsea seasons for a long time. Like I don't, I didn't expect much from them, but as a Chelsea fan, I can't, I can't not watch the game. Like if the game is going on and I have the time, I, I want to watch the game. And it, it's just sad watching that. Like the amount of chances that we 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 had in that game, and we couldn't just put one at the back of the net. And going back to Joao uh, Felix, another accomplice of not finishing. Do dribble, 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 dribble. You get inside the box. You are trying to go into, like you literally had bit your you 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 pass your man. All you had to do was just try with your left foot. It's not as if your left foot. You are not a. It's not as if you are Kayavat. I know what Kayavat said. Cannot even use the right one. It's not as if you are Akim Zh. Akim Zh is the worst. He can't even. He will not even try. You are not Akim Zh. Use your your left foot now. But no. My brother doesn't he decided that no, he wants to cut it back. And by that time, it was too late. So, very, very poor finish, uh, poor and abysmal uh, performance from Chelsea. Um, honestly, to be honest, I feel like Grand Potter is the one, Grand Potter is still the one that chose this formation because, as far as I'm concerned, Bruno and him, they're all the same thing. Yeah, there's no difference because uh, Bruno is there to help so that uh, to help with a smooth transition of whenever uh, a head coach has been selected. So that basically then 
they're not just leaving Chelsea high and dry when we have like two games coming up. One uh, that we obviously drew today and then the next one coming on Saturday. So just trying to make sure that there's a good um, there's a good um, person from a managerial standpoint that will be able to um, sort of manage the team during those games while we try to get a head coach, head coach in um, for the hopefully before the end of the week. So that game was just, you know, uh, it's just it's like watching two kids play um, fight like a, I don't know if kids playing with like water gun and they just they can't seem to hate themselves they hate everything else but they can't because Liverpool they, they didn't even fire Liverpool just sat I, I don't know what happened to the Liverpool midfield like it's crazy what has happened like Am I here seeing Kante doing leg over for Fabino? Fabino is just uh, sitting back, standing and looking there. Like Kante literally was the man in the match for me. Gave him man of the match performance, even though he didn't even finish the game. But uh, please, just pet Kante like egg for me. Nobody. Sh- if you pass, if seventy minutes pass and you do not remove Kante, you are coming for your head because this man cannot afford to be injured again. Because I'm just imagining Kante and. Hopefully, I have Kante and uh, Enzo in the midfield. And Kante has just been a workhorse. And Enzo's has just been the ability to spray pass. Kante also can pick a pass uh, when he needs to. Like, the damage that would have done if this season, um, if Kante was actually, like, fully fit. And you know what? I'm going to take a shot here at uh, our fellow Mayu players. Uh, Mayu fans. Because Mayu fans, when you lost your 2-0 to Newcastle, Every every highlight uh, that I was watching, oh, Casemiro did not play. This person did not play. Nonsense. Since when has Kante been injured for Chelsea? Have we ever brought us up as an excuse? It's just parkour, my people. Uh, just just put yourself in one position, and if you are if you are crap, you are crap. Don't give me any Casemiro did not play excuse because Casemiro is not is has not always been there since the beginning of the season. All right. So, was he there? I thought he was born in January. I don't know. But, Casemiro does not determine whether you win or you lose. You cannot find somebody else that can fill his role. Or at least find alternative solutions to fill the, the gap that he has. I, I, don't, don't give me no Casemiro did not play excuse. That's why you lost. Because if that's the case, Kante did not play the whole season. So, that's why we had a bad season. So... Uh, and you already know what Kante does, <laughs> so don't even don't come don't come. But Kante, going back to uh, the game again, Kante was absolutely everywhere, absolutely everywhere. This man has been missed. He's been missed. I love his energy. I love his just tenacity towards just striving for the ball. He's putting in last ditch tackles to give passes to foolish Kai Havertz that cannot. I I I. Chelsea, you will not take away my peace. I will have my peace because God is my peace, okay? Jesus Christ is the only Prince of Peace that I know, okay? All right. Anyway, the game was, it was, if you did not watch it, you did not miss anything. Trust me. Let's just put it that way. If you did not watch the match, you saved yourself 90 minutes of absolute nothing, of just people that did not know how to finish playing ball over the bar, offside goals, and. 
red cards that red card that didn't come down to Taylor. Mm-hmm. I will not say anything. But anyway, that's my reaction to the game. Crap, horrible finishes, and I'm glad Kante is back. Oh, Fofana actually also played really good. He <laughs> that uh, uh, Darwin Nunes that they said the the is not a flop. Okay, it's not a flop. Look at how Fofana just kept him under his armpits and just said, <clears throat> "I would you here when when you are ready, I'll release you." But yeah, Fofana really held it down. That uh, he really manned out like Darwin Nunes and really held at that right side and yeah. I'm glad he's back. I just need them to be fit. Fofana, Rich James, Kante, all these people have to be fit. That that's all I need. If they're fit, oh man. Well we're definitely we're definitely gonna have a really like fun season. So I make me I'm looking forward as a Chelsea fan, I'm looking forward to next season. I'm looking forward to next season. I, I don't I don't have any expectations from this season anymore. In fact, remember just do us a favor and just just Actually, no. I want to beat Real Madrid. Then whoever is next can just take us out. Cause all this, all this, uh, the you say we have a board coach and he's going to, uh, we have a board coach and he's going to take us all the way to the Champions League. Lie, you lie to yourself as a Chelsea fan. Just, just, just stop it. All right. If any Chelsea fan thinks we're actually going to win the Champions League this this year, we're lying to yourself. Not with what I'm saying. Unless something drastically happens. Change of coach, absolute change of like tactic, players that have been frozen out, brought back in. Like, where is Obama Yank? Where's that for Fana? Like, you know, these people are collecting paycheck now. Ah, it, or did, did the money did not, is the, the money did not complete and reach them? Because the way they are excluding these people for the game is as if is as if we are we are we we we, we are managing. Uh, the salary so that if we, if we don't use it we will not pay you that's not the case now whether they they we use them or not they still get paid so why are these people not playing and if you have seen on the bench like <laughs> it's okay i anyway next coach that's the next coach problem hopefully they bring a coach that has something in his head and actually has a vision and has control over this dressing room and has has a style of play and I'm excited as a Chelsea fan. I'm, this season is over. It's close chapter for me. So um, anything that they want, anything Chelsea wants to do now is uh, my my father always told me. He said, "Blessed are those who do not expect, for you shall not be what, you shall not be disappointed." I do not expect anything from Chelsea. So therefore, I will not be disappointed. If you like, go and battle with relegation with uh, relegation with uh, Bournemouth and leads them. Oh. oh. When somebody was saying that the minimum we need is 40 points, I was like, ah, ah, it's not that bad now. It's bad. It's that bad. It's that bad. At this point, it's that bad. Because we have not gotten 40 points yet. We're on 39. And if we're not careful, mm, if I'm not going to Ohio. Anyway, um, that's about it. That's all I got for today. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just, I've been ranting and sharing my opinions for about 40 minutes. It's me, bro. Uh, it just shows you how fun it is when you talk about football. Uh, yeah, that's where we're at as a Chelsea fan. We're not expectant. We hopefully we don't get drawn into a relegation barrel. Um, excited about the new coach. Um, hopefully, somebody who has a vision and can actually 
put the imprint on this team. Um, the, during the summer, we got to clear out. We got to clear out. And I promise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that to our agenda for next episode that I have with Jared. We're going to talk about um, keep, bench, and sell. We're going to have a, a, a good session of our podcast session devoted to that. And we'll go through the Chelsea squad, uh, even with those who are coming back from loan. So even sometimes we, we tend to forget that. Even that we are, Chelsea, we are loan army. We loan, we loan everybody. We loan your uncle, we loan your grandmother. As long as we bought them, we are loaning them out. <laughs> uh, anyway, I uh, hope you have enjoyed this um, episode. We'll try to do more of this where we have reactions to um, latest news or uh, hot news that just kind of came out. I know I'm a bit late on this, but I just still wanted to get this out there at least. Uh, to reflect my thoughts as a Chelsea fan and also to talk about the game that we had. Um, so, um, also, one of the things I also wanted to talk about is that we now have uh, we now have a Twitter page, uh, which we'll be posting um, and sharing our latest episodes that we've, uh, that we've recorded. We'll post it on our Twitter page. Um, if you have, um, if you have a second, um, actually, what I'll do is I'll link our Twitter page um, to this um, whenever I post this out. Uh, I'll link our Twitter page uh, to that. But um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for where we're going next as um, as a podcast um, um, as a podcast group. Um, I, th- I think we we're achieving new things and we have a lot prepared for our audience for anyone who's listening. We have a lot prepared for you this year. Um, so I'm definitely excited. Um, yeah, that's about it. Watch out for this. If you see this on Twitter, please follow our Twitter page. Um, and uh, follow our Twitter page, like, retweet. Um, and yeah, we're definitely excited to to kind of get... Um, and we also want to use this medium as a way of really... Um, getting in touch with anybody who's listening to get feedback uh to know what your thoughts are regarding uh the games or regarding some of our um let you uh we also want to know what your thoughts are regarding some of the topics that we have do you agree do you disagree um so yeah it's i'm i'm definitely definitely like if you if you have comments i want to hear so for anyone who wants to uh, uh the name of our twitter handle is um, M and J Sport Pod, so it's M and J Sports Pod. Um, that's at M and J Sport Pod, and the end is actually spelled out, so it's not the ample time. So search us up on Twitter. Uh, definitely excited to have people following. Um, we also would like your comments, your feedback. If you have any thoughts, feedback, let us know. Um, and yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to what we have next. This is a this is a new uh, new territory that we're getting into. We're also going to be creating uh, having an Instagram page, at, um, which I will share with with uh, with, uh, with our audience. Um, our next episode, our next episode, I'll, I'll share Instagram handle also, um, and we'll try gradually. We'll try to expand to other like social media, like your TikToks. Your I don't know if anybody uses. I don't use Facebook, but. We, we can open one if you have people on Facebook that are interested to give their comments and their feedback. Um, and then we, we actually have like a, a, a lot 
in stock in regards to how we want to um, we want to we want to have some games during like uh, trivias during this uh, during our podcast sessions where uh, people will be able to answer questions and hopefully we get to a point where we can do giveaways. <laughs> so we're not <laughs> it's not impossible. It's just it takes a while for us to get there. So it, again, just kind of giving you a scoop on some of the things that we're thinking about in regards to um, where we want to take this podcast next. But I'm excited to where we're going. So again, remember to follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is MNJ Sports, S-P-O-R-T-S, pod. Um, that's at MNJ Sports Pod. Um, so we're excited for anybody who's interested to follow. Uh, we'll try to have more frequent posts, reactions to news, reactions to, uh, reactions to big games, uh, we have, we have more. We have more definitely this year. We have more prepared for you. So watch out. Don't miss out. Um, and have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you all later.